Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life journeys are unveiled. Have you ever met someone and y'all hit it off right away and you're like, man, this person, I connect with this person. I think this is like the real one. Like this is the type of person that I could just really be myself around or I can really connect with someone who understands me. And let's just say to even up the ante that you meet two people, even three people in the same setting and think, oh, well, this may be the group of persons that I'm able to connect with, a group of persons that may be able to understand me or understand the experience. And then you find out that quite possibly, let's say in the group of three, the one that you thought you could connect with doesn't end up being the one. But the one that you didn't think that you could connect with ends up being the one. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had this experience in life? This could be, this could pertain to a job. I don't know how many of you out there have had this experience of working a full job and a side hustle, but I know I have. And I, when I, and I didn't have children and I wasn't married, I loved operating that way. That literally was my MO, just the adrenaline of always being gone on the grind, making money and doing things that I like to do at the same time. I just loved it. And it would be a trip when I would think, okay, well, I've gotten to X place in um, this career path and this job in this entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial effort. So maybe I'll let this position go so I can give this position a full throttle opportunity thinking that the one that was making more income at the time or seemed more promising at the time would be the best decision for now. So I might quit one position and knuckle down to two or quit one position and knuckle down to one and come to find out The thing that I let go of, the career effort that I turned my back on, was the one that was sustainable. And the one that I was driving towards is because I saw the analytics of it. And I looked at what I thought I saw and how I thought the trend, I saw saw the trend moving. And I went full throttle there and it didn't turn out to serve me well. Have you been there? These are the trials of life, right? I literally am speaking about the trials of life. It's a trip, though. When you live, you learn. At least you should. At least you should. So as you come around to these experiences more and more often, your response should be a little less quick to side. And wisdom, wisdom, if you have it, if you have her, wisdom would allow you to reflect on the choices that you made in your past and remind you that what looks green or greener is not always the best choice. Remind you that some things look sweet and they end up being sour. To remind you to take your time and use wisdom in your choices. To slow down and don't be so quick for results. Because the journey is the savor. And the savor is what satiates. Have you ever been thirsty and you're running for water and those big gulps of water help to satiate you in the moment, but then you may feel overfull 
because you've actually flooded out your cells with water when actually a sip at a time, a sip at a time would do you better than to flood your cells by over drinking water just because at the moment you were so thirsty that in your mind you overreacted with the amount. It's the same thing with people. Give each situation time. At first glance, what you think you see is not the magnified future of what that thing is. Give it time. Give it time. Every single circumstance in in life I have found calls for a season of sowing, a season of toiling at the soil, a season of harvest, and a season of reaping. When you first start a job, you get there all gung-ho because you've been hired, right? And you begin to idolize the opportunity of employment. And as time goes on and you sow in the energy of getting up and following your routine, it doesn't necessarily have to be a rote routine because your position could allow you to travel or whatever, but it does become mundane. The mundane routine of doing the same type of thing. It may not be the same way, but the same type of thing. And as you begin to labor in that position, even if it's a labor of love, something that you love to do, and you may not even be getting paid top dollar for it, but you love to do, there does come a time of weariness where you might find that you need respite. And when you look back on it after the sabbatical, after the respite, after the vacation, after the whatever, if you're fortunate enough to have it, you can examine the way in which you went about putting all your energy into the position and then begin to tempo yourself in a different way. Human relationships are similar. They are similar. And from a believer in Christ standpoint, some of the essence of what I'm saying that crosses over into human relationship is that if you give relationships time, you allow the Holy Spirit to give you understanding about your exact assignment in that relationship. I know I'm not the only one who has made a assignment a lifetime something or who has, who has overlooked the assignment and from a human perspective, fed into the relationship the way that I wanted, and that's not the way that the Lord would have had it. But if I would have given myself time and first and foremost had the awareness, I also want to acknowledge that this understanding is what I've learned along the way in life, not just this journey over the past two and a half years, along the way in life. One of the children that the Lord has allowed me to raise has a propensity to blurt out random statements but boy when I tell you there nine times out of ten there's truth to what she's saying and she may not even know oftentimes she doesn't and she'll say it and she won't say it again so when she speaks oftentimes I'm quiet especially in this journey I believe that the Lord has spoken through her And spoken through her some prophetic happenings that have actually happened. And if I were not keen 
in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, I would have thought that she was just a child that was just blurting out sweet nothings. You know what I'm saying? Like random statements. But I'm keen to the understanding that God can use anybody to speak into your life. And I'm also keen in the understanding due to motherhood and this journey and growing closer in their relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is my job as a parent to hone in to the skill sets and the gifts of the children that God has blessed me to raise and to hone in on my part in helping to shape them, even if it's done in silence, keeping note of what I see to refer back later on as the child matures and I'll be able to speak into their life what I already saw and what the what I believe that the Holy Spirit has revealed to me about the child as the child matures and affirm that gift and let it grow and let it grow and let it grow and water the gift by affirming the child and supporting the walk however it is that I am supposed to. But this is what I've learned. It's not always what I've known and it's definitely not what was example to me. At first glance, it's a trip because just speaking of children, if you know anything about me or I've heard any of my content on this podcast, on TikTok at Advocate for Truth or on YouTube at Advocate for Truth 82, if you've heard me speak about family, marriage or children, you'd know that those are the passions. Those are the passions and a lot of the efforts that my day-to-day life encompasses around learning more about these the faculties of these units and how they coincide with one another. Because if God has appointed a woman and a man to bring life into the world, and it's the only way that life can come into the world, then I believe that women and men should be learned about their role and responsibility of both marriage, the covenant, and parenting. And if we as a system would hone in on the assignment of marriage, the gift of the covenant, and the role and responsibility of parenting by way of the children that the Lord will bless you with, Lord willing, to have to parent we as a unit, believers in Christ, will be doing all right. Just right there, that'll be enough. Because if the generations before us have a strong understanding, by the time that we come into this world, they will have known enough to then be able to actually function as a village to support the healthy functioning of the next generation of parents and children. That is my desire. Just because it is assumed that the Lord Jesus is coming back soon, it doesn't mean that we don't stop. It doesn't mean that we don't stop running the race. God never never called us to fight. He called us to run and to keep on getting up and walking this walk. You don't get to slow down and, and retire just because you think the Lord is coming back and then make a fool of yourself. In your walk, in in your witness, because the word of God also says that no man knows when the Lord is coming back. So you don't get to assume that. Our charge is to just keep on going. So in this thing, in this matter 
of understanding that we are not judging the first glance of something. That even applies to where we are in our world today. Yes, there are wars and rumors of wars. Yes, there are pestilence all around. Yes, uh, man has turned in what is natural to them for what is unnatural. All of the things that we have read in the word of God that are signs of the coming of Christ are happening. But guess what? They've been happening. They've been happening. So what we can do is up the ante. We have way too much opportunity, way too many opportunities in this world system that we currently function in not to have an understanding. The other day, I'm not a huge reader, not at all. I'll listen to a podcast all day long, but I'm starting to learn more in that area of my life about the discipline of sitting still and actually honing in on the muscle system, you know, on the um, honing in on the use, the brain's usage to read. I don't have the words to explain what I'm saying right now, but I do know that the focus that is involved in reading is something that I've always lacked. And I won't blame it on a this or that or this or that. Now that I know it's my responsibility to do something about it if I choose to, and I do. So I'm trying to be more disciplined in actually reading the word and not just having to, not just listening to it. You know what I'm saying? By default. And I do understand that when you read something, there is a different level of clarity that comes as opposed to when you hear. So as I'm reading um, the word of God, I'm praying and I'm asking God, for understanding. Because just like I'm talking about right now, it's so easy to gloss over scripture and take whatever your first understanding is of it and go with it. But I find that every time you go back and read scripture and you've prayed and asked the Lord to give you, asked the Holy Spirit to give you an understanding and to illuminate the scripture to bring forth clarity out of whatever it is that you're supposed to be getting out of what you read, you may have a different application. And, um, and with that said, you know, I am, I am wanting, I am wanting to apply myself in a different way to reading the word in a, in a different manner, not what I just want to do, but trying it in a different manner and really trying to hone in. And I'm saying this to say that in the Bible study that I am slowly getting into this routine, I use my phone to cross-reference some of the biblical accounts. And I was thinking to myself the other day, there is literally no excuse. There literally is no excuse In this year, 2023, there is no excuse for anyone who has access to a phone, to a Bible, to a CD player, to a tape player, to a TV, whatever your mode is, whatever the means is, there's no excuse for a person not to attempt to learn the word of God. There's no excuse. Call out laziness for what it is. Call it out for what it is. 
And if you're uninterested, call that out for what it is too. If you have a straight up apathy for the word of God, call it out. Call it out because there's no excuse. There literally isn't. So I was thanking God in the Bible study for the the usage of the phone to be able to go back and to research accounts in one space or in a few or in a few swipes as opposed to the old school way of having the accord concordance with your Bible and your cross references that I believed overwhelmed me. It just overwhelmed me the um idea of studying in that way. But I thank God. I thank God that the Lord has allowed for there to be so many different outlets to learn the word of God. I veered off from our initial topic just to give that testimony. I thank God for the access. And I just pray, believers in Christ, that as we are in this era, forget about calling the last days. It's been the last days since Christ died. Over 2,000 years. I'm 42 years old. And for 42 years, the preacher been saying over 2,000 years ago. Believer in Christ. Our call, our judgment is to go. Wherever you came from, God has given you a different understanding in this day. Go. Whatever you used to do, God has given you an opportunity to turn, to repent, to turn, and to go. Go. For those who don't like talking, and you don't like talking for a, an emotional reason, for a self-esteem reason, God and a God has given you the boldness to have greater opportunities in life and to actually open up your mouth and to speak, go. Speak. Take the risk. Because it's not on you. You don't live your life for yourself. You live your life for the person that you are to influence. And somebody else is out there who doesn't like to speak out. Someone else is out there who is ashamed of something about their physical appearance. But in this day of body appreciation, with all the blasphemy that has happened, the good about it is that it's freed many people to look away from Vogue magazine and to focus on themselves and the love of themselves away from what the media or print would tell you is a model of beauty. Love yourself. There is somebody in the world for everybody. That's a fact. My encouragement is to go. Whatever God is telling you to do, how do you know? Because the Holy Spirit inside of you won't let you rest. It won't let you rest on the calling. It won't let you rest on the conviction. It won't let you rest on the charge. It won't let you rest on the opportunity. And it won't let you rest until whatever your assignment is, is done and it's done right. And if God has given you a second chance, at first glance you thought it was one thing. But if you messed it up, or if God pulled you out because it wasn't the right time, but he just wanted you to give a little sprinkle of season into a situation and took you out and the Lord has brought you back in, let's do it right. Remember, remember, the God is the God of the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, the ninth, the 29th, the 70th chance and more. If God has given you a second chance at freedom, 
I just feel like somebody could be listening to this podcast and you've been incarcerated and you're coming out into the free world and the access and the and the reign of the enemy and the pool of the enemy is so strong on you. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody right now. The pool of the enemy is so strong on you. And you find yourself vacillating. You find yourself thinking, maybe just one more time. Maybe tomorrow I will. Remember, there's something different about you. And quite possibly, the Lord allowed you to be on the inside to shed a light. To shed a light of difference. And now that you're out here, yes, you have more responsibility because you have to use refrain. But now that you're out here, you can also speak to others who are having, who are getting a second chance to be reintroduced to the quote unquote free world, to the outside. We all have a calling. We all have a calling. For me, as the Lord is doing a work in um, the potential of marital separation, marital reconciliation, excuse me, from a two and a half year journey of marital separation. It's not a part of my assignment at this juncture to do anything. I am very convicted that what I'm supposed to do, my position right now is obedience. And it's not for me to do. It's not for me to contrive. It's not for me to manipulate. It's not for me to figure out. It's for me to obey. And remember that I have one covenant and that's the covenant of marriage. One covenant. At this point in my life, I can make a t-shirt and write the words one covenant. And if anyone knows me when I'm walking down the street, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about because that's been my stance. That's what I've been blowing on my, my uh, bugle horn for the past two and a half years. I have one covenant, one covenant that I'm responsible to operate under. In spirit and in truth, I look to the Lord God for understanding on how to operate through this one covenant. And because I'm not leaning on my own understanding, I could breathe fresh air. I could walk around in liberty and still not know and have a human, have human feelings and reasonings in my mind. But my operating system, my IOS is dependent on the Lord to bring about whatever it is that the Lord would bring about. And if nothing less than salvation and in nothing less than sanctification through the process, what else could you ask for? But at first glance, it looked like uh, some Johnny Johnny Hancock's on some paper was going to need to happen. And then the Holy Spirit completely changed my mindset. When I began to think about the consequences of some of the choices and the ramifications on some of the people that would be involved. And then I started to think about the reality that quite possibly, quite possibly, whereas at first glance, divorce seemed to be justified. But that was nullified by the truth. And that is deliverance over divorce deliverance as believers in Christ we can look through the word of God and see where the Lord was justified to wipe out human 
the human race, humankind, over and over and over and over again for their rebellion and disobedience. But God chose deliverance over divorce. It may not look like Sally Jew and, and, and Booby Too. Your relationship may not look like that. And that's okay. Once again, if you follow me on TikTok, Advocate for Truth, YouTube, Advocate for Truth 82, you would hear on some of my posts where I speak about the caution of patterning one's relationship against someone else's because you have no idea at what point of the race that person is on. You have no idea what God's plan is for that situation. But what you do have an idea of is surrender. And when you truly do surrender, you can look at something and have an opinion about it, but not act on your feelings. We're human. We are human. If anyone says that they do not, excuse me, that they do not compare, that they don't have judgmental thoughts, that they don't have doubts and worry, that they don't think of taking things, matters into their own hands or actually do take matters into their own hands, I would question that. But I can align with the category of the person who has done things their way and has learned to make a conscious effort. That's the best we can do, right? To make a conscious effort by way of acknowledging and surrender and allowing the Lord to lead, not measuring up to human standards or expectations, but allowing the Lord to lead. At first glance, things seem hopeless. But only God knows, only God knows what the future will hold. Woo! Thank you for taking out the time to listen to this episode. Don't forget to follow me, leave a comment, drop a question, then head on over to TikTok and follow my page at Advocate for Truth. Then go on over to YouTube and follow me at Advocate for Truth 82. Peace.